Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Mike Malatesta. On this podcast, I dig in deep with every guest to get to the roots of their success, to discover not just how it happened, but why it matters. My mission is to expose the ideas and clues you need to inspire, activate, and maximize the greatness in you. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another Friday solo episode of my podcast. And today I want to continue on a theme that I started with episode 291, which I call why self-listen always beats self-talk. And one of the things that I try to do in my coaching business, where I work with high-performing entrepreneurs and executives, is I try to get them to get really clear about what they want their futures to be like, and then put a plan together to actually make that future a reality, to make it happen. And a lot of the things that I that I run into in my coaching business is uh, people, and in my life, by the way, is people who have uh, great intentions and they have great ideas and they have great futures, um, but they struggle <clears throat> with how they treat themselves. They struggle with how they talk to themselves. They struggle with um, who they put around them and who they listen to. And most of all, they suffer with um, self. And I'm always looking for ways to, you know, make myself better about self because I, I I struggle with self too. And I came across this book. Uh, I heard about it on a podcast, and I don't remember whose, but the book is called "With Winning in Mind." With Winning in Mind, I highly recommend it. It's by Lanny Bassham, B-A-S-S-H-A-M. And Lanny is a is a coach for, um, well, he coaches executives and he also coaches uh, athletes, like Olympic world-class athletes, because he was an Olympian as well, a gold medalist in um, shooting uh, back in 1976. And um, I hadn't heard of him until I heard someone mention the book. But then uh, when I read the book, it just made me it, like it, it improved my ability to think about self. Uh, and as I said, it kind of goes along with the theme that I started in episode 291. So uh, in addition to being the author, Lanny is also the founder of Mental Management Systems. <clears throat> the website is mentalmanagement.com. And his phone number, which is in his book, I thought that was great, 972-899-9640. And so today I'm going to share with you, I'm going to do a little series about this book, and I'm going to share with you today uh, chapter parts out of chapter 13, which he calls Building a Better You. And this is about, you know, it takes sort of self-talk and self-listen, and it and it moves it towards self-image. So in this chapter, he's talking about self-image. I'm gonna share with you a little bit of the chapter. The self-image is the sum of your habits and attitudes. Your attitudes determine whether you feel positively or negatively about an item or concept. Your habits determine how you act. You will do certain things because it is consistent with your self-image. Are these attitudes familiar? 
I perform great in practice, but when I get in the match, my score drops. If I do well at the beginning, I lose it at the end. I am so busy, but I just don't seem to get much done. I can never remember names. I can't sell anything. I'm not that kind of person. I could never speak before a large crowd of people. I'm technically sound in my sport, but I choke under pressure. These are statements I've heard from students of mine. They are all temporary self-image attitudes. They can change. In fact, the same people who held these attitudes initially soon began to talk like this. I perform better in matches than in practice. If I start well, I finish well. I am an efficient person who gets things done. I'm good at remembering names. I enjoy speaking before groups. I'm the kind of person who people order from. I can count on a good performance, especially under pressure. What accounted for the change? They, are all, they all experience the change in self-image. When you shift the self-image, the change is often permanent. We tend to perform within a certain comfort zone. For example, Bob bowls between 120 and 160. It is like him to bowl an occasional strike, but he has never bowled four in a row. He gets nervous when he bowls three in a row. It's not like him to hit four strikes in a row, so his self-image executes a correction to keep him in his comfort zone. Here comes an open frame. He's comfortable between 120 and 160. That's like Bob. Your self-image makes you act like you. It keeps you within your comfort zone. If you are below your zone, your self-image makes you uncomfortable and turns up your power until you are within the zone. Likewise, if you are above the zone, the self-image will cut your power, dropping you back within your zone. As long as you act like you, the self-image is content and does not interfere. To change your performance, you must change your self-image and elevate your comfort zone. Controlling the change in your self-image may be the most important skill you will ever learn. You can change any attitude you do not like. When the self-image changes, performance changes. The good news is that self-image can change, but I admit it is not easy. So that's my sharing uh, for today out of Lanny Basham's book, uh, With Winning in Mind. There was so much of that as I read it that resonated with me. This, you know, this, how you talk to yourself, what you believe in, what your comfort zone is, and what makes you act like you. Like, I never thought of that before. What makes you act like you? Um, so when I read it, and, you know, I kind of put all those things together that I just shared with you, it really started to make sense. 
So in the in in a couple of subsequent episodes, I'm going to take you through um, how Lanny helps you uh, not only recognize these things but work through them. And I think it's pretty powerful. And I'm excited to share it with you. And I hope you get some value from this this episode. And I'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.